0: This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for listening this evening. We are continuing on tonight in our Ephesians series. And um, and if you haven't listened to us before, we welcome you. Welcome. And uh, we're excited to be here with you all. We play some cool music and uh, we go through the Word and, um, you know hear from the Lord and also just rock out. So (laughs) we're excited to have that opportunity every time at this time where you're listening. (laughs) So um, thanks for tuning in. We hope you stick with us this evening. We're going to be talking about um, walking in unity tonight and, um, you know, walk this way is one of many walk this ways we're going to be doing in the next couple weeks. But tonight, focusing on the unity of the body of Christ and what Paul's encouraging believers to do, and so all the songs will kind of be about that too as well. So you want to keep it locked right here, Jeff. Just excited for what the Lord has in store tonight, and I know that he always brings
1: it when we open the Word, and um, hopefully we brought it with the music too. So keep it locked. We are beginning Ephesians chapter 4. If you're just joining us, we are in the middle of a series in the book of Ephesians, and this is episode 7. We're exactly halfway through now. Can you I'm, believe it? I can't believe it. I, I, I was listening to some Uh, teaching on this just in preparation and um, it's really cool because this kind of begins the portion where it's like okay we know who we are in Christ we established that through the first three chapters now there's three more and now now that we know who we are in Christ how do we live according to that we start to look at the our, our more interpersonal, you know, the vertical, not the vertical, the horizontal. I'm good with directions. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the first three chapters were kind of focusing on our relationship with Christ. And now it starts to begin, okay, if this is our relationship with Christ, how should it be evident in our relationship with others? And tonight, especially talking about the unity of the body of Christ tonight. The different gifts that God gives us all He doesn't give everybody the same skill set He doesn't give everybody the same calling But what he does do Is prepare people to be brought together So that we can work together And and really make The foundation of the church grow And we, we had mentioned that in A uh, couple episodes ago When Jesus Christ being the cornerstone Looking at his foundation stone that we we build on, and now that we've been built on that, how do we work together and stay knit as a body? And um, Paul begins in Ephesians chapter 4, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. And that's just, I mean, that's a lot to live up to right there. If God's put a calling on your life, he's saying we got to walk worthy of that calling.
0: I think it's interesting that he starts off with that because, you know, he has placed us... He has not um, allowed us to become clones of each other, where, like, everyone, if you're a Christian, you all look the same, you all do the same things. In fact, um, he's all created everyone completely different, and but to be able to fit perfectly in the puzzle of the body that he's going to place you in, and I think Paul's awesome by kicking this off by saying, look, you know, walk worthy of what you are called to be. You know, don't try to be like somebody else. You know, we often get caught in that. Man, I wish I could teach like so-and-so. I wish I could play guitar like so-and-so. Then I would really be able to serve. You know, I wish I could, you know, mop the floors. I don't know if anyone ever yeah. says that, but they're just awesome. They're, you know, I wish I had the tenderness like that guy had. Or, you know, when you kind of admire, which is great to admire things in, in other people, but God has given you a gift. You know, he's given you something to chase after. And Paul said right off the bat, encouraging you to live up to what you have been called to be. Um, and you might be thinking, I, I don't know what that is. So we're going to keep reading and find out. It's interesting when you look at the body of Christ. Um, I just even see this in my own marriage, how completely different my wife is from me and how he put us together um, to kind of pick up where the other one leaves off, so to speak. And I think the body of Christ is awesome. When you look at it in its entirety and you can see how God uses different people in different areas, you know, within the body and, um, you know, the whole body suffers when, we aren't living up to what God has called us to, like Paul is encouraging in verse one here, you know, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You know, we could walk around lording our gifts over people. You know, I am the pastor. So, uh, you know, I am the best one here. You know, your gift is nice, but it's not as nice (laughs) as my gift. It's completely opposite in yeah. the kingdom of God. It's like with all loneliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with with one another, and striving for that unity, which is pretty cool. Like when you and I don't know, I, I get convicted by this because in different times, you know, I've wanted to be something else yeah. than what God's created me to be. And in some cases, you get the, oh, you're so good at that. And you're like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. So, you know, it's a heart condition, right? It's And it, well, as we read throughout the word, a lot of times, the things are about the heart. It's about the intention.
1: Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was We Are Tomorrow by Bleach. It's a good anthem. And, uh tonight is a good opportunity to have those anthem songs where it's like we're all gonna get together and we're gonna do this great thing (laughs) right because we're talking about unity tonight in the Ephesians chapter four and um, a verse that Brent had said in the last segment we're just to kind of run backwards with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace and Brent had said before the show endeavoring that's an awesome word (laughs) like you think about an endeavor. You think of like someone like getting a map and like getting on a ship, <laughs> like going, launching an endeavor to uh, to find a new to world climb or, something, Everest like yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a an epic endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And those things are, <laughs> it's not an easy thing. That's why it, I think he uses the word endeavor. If it was, he'd yeah. it, be like, do the simple task of bearing with one another and. Keeping the unity of the spirit No it's not It's it. It's something that Paul's like No we need to do this This is what we're called to do And it's interesting that he says I therefore the prisoner of the Lord You know uh, There's a lot of times when Paul was prisoner Of somebody on earth But as far as he was concerned He was always just a prisoner of the Lord it Didn't matter if he was in Rome Or you know in Ephesus Or wherever he was He was like I'm chained to God And wherever God pulls that chain That's where I'm going Because that's what I want and um, that's what he's saying. He's like, we need to walk humbly and gently with all patience and long suffering. And it's hard. It's a very difficult thing, especially. <laughs> I've heard someone say ministry is great. The only problem is there's people involved. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, I wish I could find a ministry that I could do alone, <laughs> which just completely defeats the purpose, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> and it just doesn't work. And ministry doesn't work without people. And God. Because God wants people so, to be involved in it. So do you want me to leave? Like you want to do this by yourself? Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. It would be terrible. No. I would have no yin for my yang. Oh, sorry. That's not very Christian. That's like Buddhist or... I don't know. All right. Strike that from the tape. Uh, oh,
0: wait, great. It's uh, it's radio. We can't do that. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. He says long-suffering. I think if we had a kingdom perspective of the body realizing more consciously that the people in the church those who God has placed in our body um, you know in the church body that they've been put there intentionally and um, you know there's something there that they bring to the table (laughs) that you know we often might discount because it's so unnoticeable that it's not as out, out front and obvious but nonetheless you know we're supposed to treasure that
1: if you missed The Alter Life, log on to www.alterlifecom
0: and listen to the most recent
1: episodes.
0: All right, that was Let's Stand Together. That was the second half of the Cry double play tonight. The Cry, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I, I went old school on that jam. <laughs> 90s flashback. There's quite a few 90s flashbacks tonight, and uh, I think you're going to be so happy that there is. Just to warn you. And I didn't even realize this when I was putting the show together. There's three in a row whoa and they're coming up so you're gonna need to stay tuned you don't think about like I just like this song's good and you don't, you don't think, think like think about oh the wow year. it's all 90s yeah it yeah. doesn't matter doesn't matter
0: just free information for yeah. y'all
1: insight into the behind the scenes alright so
0: first four <laughs> uh, Jeff I appreciate your role in the body <laughs> the rambling role um you ever wonder what part of body you were the mouth the mouth for sure <laughs> Uh, I won't comment on mine. (laughs) Uh, There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling. That's cool. You know, there's one body, one spirit. And I think that solves some problems sometimes, doesn't it, with the body of Christ? It's like, well, we're arguing about something, you know... I want carpet in this, you know, I want pews, I want chairs, yeah. you know, the whole arguments that the church gets into. And ultimately, if we're arguing about stuff like that, you know, we're probably both off base because yeah. <laughs> there's only one spirit and there's only one direction. God's not schizophrenic, you know, He's not leading in two different directions. There's one way, and you're like, well, I know, it's my way, you know, <laughs> stop it, you know, because if you were arguing about it, you know, chances are both of you are wrong or there's too much pride involved for people to see the truth and I think that's where we get on our knees and we go to the Lord and we ask for the spirit to become obvious.
1: Yeah, I just think that uh, a lot of churches are divided on the color of the carpet and the vestibule and the the proper way to design the chairs. Do we do a semicircle or do we do do we have pews that are on a, a diagonal? Know that kind of form a V, or are they just straight on? You know, <laughs> like there are so many things that God has called us to do, and as Brent said, it's one calling, one hope of your calling. Just because your role in the calling may be different, it doesn't mean that the calling itself is different. I think that sometimes we get those separated when they should stay together. That was Lean on Me by Group One Crew. Unfortunately, one of the 90s flashbacks isn't DC Talks Lean on Me because that's just a little hokey but that was a good song by group one crew. I was tempted. I was like, Ooh, lean on me. DC talk. Nah, I picked another DC talk song though. Stay tuned. We're moving on through verse four. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. You getting a a theme here Mm -hmm. and father of all who is above all and through all and in (laughs) (laughs) y'all and in you all, he says, um, that's when Paul was talking to his Texas friends. Yeah. <laughs> Down Deep south. in the heart of Texas. Um, but Paul, it, and I was saying to Brent on the break there, like we get so caught up in like our calling that we forget that there's one calling, and it's to serve God yeah. and to minister to the body. Whatever role you have within that calling, and I kind of started to explain that in the last segment until I was rudely interrupted by those last two songs, um, <laughs> that we get so separate it's like well uh, I'm not called to that (laughs) Brett and I were talking about like uh, I don't do that no uh, that's and, and we sometimes we misinterpret the scripture where, it's, where where Peter is like you know it's not for us to wait on tables we're supposed right. to reach a, we think we're like yeah that's right Peter like I'm not I'm going to be the pastor you wait on tables that's not what they were saying I'm not called to like uh, sweep up the floor after myself at church yeah you know, it's <laughs> like oh <laughs> well we have, that. that's what we have the maintenance crew for isn't it <laughs> that's the maintenance ministry <laughs> so, like you get the water from the water cooler and you that little triangular cup. Or oh, yeah. the, the cone cup, and you just curl it, <laughs> throw it on the ground. Well, I'm p- providing an opportunity for someone to serve the Lord by throwing that trash on the ground. I don't <laughs> have time to look for the trash can. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I've got worship to lead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's, that, unfortunately, that is probably people's... It's like, well, if I pick this up, then I'm robbing someone else of a crown. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wrong. Don't think that way. We're all called to the same thing, and it's to serve God. Um, we throw that word around a lot, I think. Calling. Uh, it's not my calling. But <laughs> our calling is this. It's one hope, one calling, one spirit. God's not schizophrenic, as Brent said so eloquently. you unbelievable. He this is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All
0: right, that was Between You and Me, DC Talk, and we're upon our unbelievable segment tonight. And what's unbelievable is the mass, like, the mass forgottenness of... <laughs> The neglect. <laughs> the the neglect. overall neglect. It's like, you know, we have, cra- like, in the world of crafts, like, we're all called to one thing. Yeah. To, to <laughs> like, make things cool looking, right? Yeah. So, and um, to be crafty <laughs> with arts and crafts Lane. Yeah. And, um, oh, you arts and crafts people out there? I'm not. So, let me just <laughs> put that right out here. But one thing I thought was, like, kind of an obsession when I was a kid, it seemed, like you know origami but like it's disappeared i never hear of like anyone saying oh you know what origami is cool like then i have kids now and like you know they're never like getting wrapped up into origami like i feel like it was always in my face when i was growing up like don't you want to build something out of folding paper it's like no i don't but why is everybody obsessing over
1: that it's gone now yeah it disappeared no one talks
0: about it's- origami anymore
1: <laughs> i think there's a reason I don't know. Why? Because it was lame? Every time I uh it there's just no point to it. Like why would you make something out of paper when you could get the actual thing? <laughs> like, I'm gonna make a bird out well, of paper. Or pretty you could just cool like cool stuff. No, I, I know g- you boxes you could like put rings in
0: or something? Like
1: Yeah, like or the, Goose it, Gooses? Like, geese? <laughs> gooses. <laughs> like you would interwine intertwine the, the little folds. So yeah. it made like a, a wicker almost made out of construction paper. I like the little pterodactyl. Where they say it's a bird, but it just looks like a little pterodactyl. I like the ones where, if like you move the wings, the head moves
0: too. Yeah, like, like you move one piece and another part, just the way you folded it. You know, yeah, that's,
1: you know, some people are called to that. They're, <laughs> they're just able to design beautiful uh, pheasants and fowl, yeah. out of paper, and I just yeah. can't do just it. Amaz-
0: or hat, like there was the classic one was the <laughs> the newspaper hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I'm a ship captain. <laughs>
0: like, you use the newspaper and you fold a certain way and then you wore it.
1: It's like, yeah. where did that go? No one does that. No one anymore. even makes paper airplanes anymore. You, I used That's to, true. You would be at church and you would have, like, the drawing, the of Jesus. That was the classic yeah, or use the, for bulletin. the bulletin. And they would just be like, and you were like, well, if I tear this piece off, I'll get better <laughs> wind right. resistance. You have like torn up like paper airplanes laying beneath the chairs in the sanctuary. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm times. just out of it, but I just feel like that should come back. It's, it's, it's back. <laughs> We've brought it we back. we brought it back. All right. That was a 90s flashback. Unite by Unite! the Supertones. Before that, you heard International Anthem by All-Star United. Another 90s flashback. And... Guess what? We closed out hour two before the unbelievable segment with DC talk. Man, yet another nineties flashback. The
0: nineties were so good.
1: They were so good. And earlier, I think we played that cry song. That was a nice flashback. It's just like I think Origami was bigger in the nineties. That's true. And it's perfect that we decided to talk about Origami <laughs> when it was popular. They even mentioned Origami in another nineties flashback, which we didn't play tonight. It was Shine by the Newsboys. They say something about teaches a you know a bouncer See? ballet and a. You're not going to hear any Origami
0: this year writing a song and throwing the word origami in there
1: no but it, it would be awesome and we're not talking about some type of seasoning which origami sounds like something you would put on your steak or something like that to get it really savory <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what i would
0: like sprinkle origami on there
1: yeah oh yeah it sounds so good <laughs> it's great when like you know the origami just starts to work its way in tenderize the meat <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> anyway we're in ephesians chapter four and uh He's called some
0: for folding paper. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Verse 7 says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. That's a great verse too, man, right there. Each one of us received the grace according to the measure of Christ's Mm -hmm. gift. Like God's like, here's a little for you, a little bit for you. He just had enough to go around. And it's not that we have different, I mean, we have different roles, but it's not like we have different things to do for the Lord in the sense of it's all for the same purpose. God is one, and he has a one single purpose to accomplish. It says, therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, with, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Jesus Christ, obviously. Hmm. So it's interesting, like,
0: when I'm, I'm just thinking about Christ's gift, you know, that He's given us. Like he, you know, earlier in the chapter, it says, you know, that we were created as His workmanship, created to accomplish, like, accomplish something. You know, like He's laid out the steps that we're gonna walk in, and um, it's cool. He's given us that gift, and there's a measure of grace that He's given to us to be able to 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 do that thing that He's called us to. And our responsibility is to live up to that calling. So, um you know, verse seven, you know, talking about Christ's gift and. You know, the work that he did on the cross to, you know, redeem our souls and to, you know, give us, make us blameless. Like, you know, going back to the beginning of Ephesians, you know, where he describes all the amazing, like, we've been given every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus and every heavenly blessing that there is. And, you know, he's given us, created it in his workmanship and his all-knowing power. You know, he developed and created us exactly how we were to be. And, you know, if you think about the running into it, those kinds of, that kind of background, and then you think about, and he's placed us in a body. You know, he's pl- given us a place. He's given us a role. He's given us a home, in a sense, um, within the body of Christ. And he's given us, not only He just given there said, okay, you know, here's what you got to do now, go figure out how to do it. You know, he's even given us the gift of the ability to accomplish things, to do things, and to live in, you know to be gifted in a certain with a certain bent to go one way or the other. And it's not that he's just dropped us off at the pool and said, go figure out how to swim. Like he gave us, he gives us lessons, you know, he holds us up when we're sinking. He pushes us down, you know, I'm just, that's the God that we have. And, um, you know, it's really kind of a joke for us to like, try to live up to some I mean, He's asked us to be holy. You know, we're all called to that. We're all called to honor the Lord with our lives and allow him to take over um, and to to accomplish the work that he started in us.
1: And I think it's it's cool because, you know, this section Paul kind of does a little side tangent like he always does, but it says basically, if you just were to run the verses together, to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, you know, that he gave gifts to men, and he himself gave to some, the you know to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ you see there's there's a single purpose for all of these roles even though they're different roles and as Brent said you know we all have a different bent but God has a single purpose if they're all used together and' we'll, that's where we'll get in the coming segment verse 12. Here's the reason why God has given people different roles. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting. I'm going to insert a period that's not there right now just so I can take a break. Uh, (laughs) It's like seven (laughs) verses of commas. Um, It's just like so deep. You have to really break off each verse. Um, But, you know, you might not be a prophet or an evangelist or an apostle or whatever, but the ultimate goal is that the saints would be equipped for the work of the ministry and that the body of Christ would be edified. So if your role fits one of those things in some way, then... Do it wholeheartedly, you know, and it's not, and if it doesn't, like, if what you're like, I'm called to do this, and if there's no edification, it doesn't unify the body, it doesn't do any of that stuff, then maybe it's not what you're actually called to do. Maybe it's just something you really feel like doing. It's a good kind of barometer to figure out what we're called to do for Jesus.
0: Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes.
1: Yeah. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff.
0: All right, that was Who We Are by Red. And, uh, you know, just reading through this section and just looking at, you know, thinking about how different God has created us. But, you know, there's one spirit, there's one body, and there's one purpose, as Jeff said, you know, to edify the body. And, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny because God ultimately has created us to be the, you know, it says that we are the praise of His glory. You know, like when He saved us, you redeemed us. Our very essence is praising Him and glorifying the Son because of what He did on the cross, you know. But when we look at what He's given us to do while we're here, it's to encourage each other, you know. It's to edify each other, to build each other up in the Lord, and build each other up in the Word, you know. When you look through some of the pitfalls of being tossed to and fro and chasing winds of doctrine, the trickery of men, cunning, you know, read those things, cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. <laughs> it's like those are the pitfalls that people fall into and you can look around the world and you can see you know how the the wind of doctrine that's blowing around with you know and we i mean it seems like now we're kind of in the stuck in this world of universalism where everything's okay and you know you don't have to have some sort of truth because we're all true we're all going to go somewhere and it's just the trickery of men And, and it's interesting because that's in the name of getting along isn't it like you know we can get along. We could coexist with each other, right? Because we're all we all worship God, the supreme being. God, we get there different ways, but you know, all leads, all roads lead to Rome, right? You know, all these yeah. roads lead to heaven, right? I mean, isn't that? And that's kind of where we're at as a religious culture, you know, where you know that's cool if you believe that. I believe this, and we're kind of end up in the same place. So let's just keep our peace, right? Yeah. Let's just get along in this world of political correctness. And, you know, when you look at God and you look at what his goal is, his goal is to be able to clarify the doctrine, to clarify the truth, because there's one spirit, there's one Savior, Jesus Christ. And you, you see all the, the number ones in this passage, yeah. like, there is one way. And we have been created with a purpose, all of us, whether we're teachers, pastors, evangelists, to, you know, communicate the truth and to edify each other around who Jesus Christ is, because ultimately that's the truth <laughs> and avoid all the confusing doctrine that's all around us, which unfortunately a lot of people will be fall, will fall
1: into and will ultimately meet destruction at the end, which is sad. It's true. Where the culture we're in, you know, is no different than what Paul was warning the church of Ephesus about, that there's doctrines that come through and, and the more important it is for us to fulfill our roles and our calling... To equip the saints for the work of the ministry and edify the body of Christ. If the body of Christ is at odds with one another, then that's when it's susceptible to attack and it's susceptible to doctrine that is bad. And that's what you look around the church today and there's so much so much of a, the abandoning of truth. And it's like, we're just going to welcome this in for the sake of this one person we'll we'll change the entire message and we'll sacrifice the edification for the body of Christ for the one person who doesn't believe in Jesus that may happen to wander into the church you know what I mean like we'll tone down everything and there's a lot of stuff going on there and all the more important for the church to be unified together serving the Lord fulfilling their individual callings if it will you know if you will and what you know? We're not doing this as like a hey, take your spiritual gifts assessment and figure out what you're supposed to do. You know, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about more the importance of what's the end game, what's the what's the outcome supposed to be when these things are working the way they're supposed to, and it's speaking the truth in love so that we can grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ.
0: Jeff, you're right. You know, when we were, you know you were you're right in the last segment when you were talking about just. It's all about the end game, you know, and we talked, I was kind of harping a little bit about the coexist universal culture here that we're talking about. And, you know, I think a lot of that was born out of the fact that as believers and as Christians, we are very critical to each other. We're very um, condemning and we're very looking down on the end of our noses at people who don't believe what we believe. And I think that's what's interesting about this passage, because he speaks about truth and he speaks about Christ being the head, and how important that doctrine is. But he ends by saying... You know, the whole body joined and knit together, you know, knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edification of itself. And what's the last words there? In love. You know, how can you say you love your brother if you're just tolerating their error? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, you know, your, your person you work with that's next to you who's <clears throat> believing in a false doctrine, a false God, and you're just letting them exist with you and not being willing to speak the truth. You're And you're just saying that because I love them but I don't want to cause a riff. Well, you know what? Like, if you love them, they're heading for destruction. And how can you say that you love your brother if that's not what your goal is? And as as believers and as a body, you know, our main mission, right, is to share the good news and to speak with one to one another in love. And I mean, man, to, to go alongside a brother or someone and say, look, I love you. This is why I want to speak the truth to you. And we're going to edify each other into those good works and doing those things. That's the concept here. It's not about being hateful to each other. And man, if we're spending all of our time arguing about the color of the carpet in the church, and we're not thinking about the lost people that are dying all around us, that are caught in the craftiness of men and, being tricked by weird doctrines and that should be what we're praying and focusing about. And as one body to see us unified, accomplishing the work of Christ, you know, by edifying each other and clarifying the truth in the world's mind of who the true head is Christ, we've missed the boat. And I think that's what Paul's wanting to talk about tonight. So just an encouragement tonight to share the truth and love. And until next week, Be cool cats. Live for Christ.